Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. It is David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Welcome aboard. David Essel in the box with you. XM Satellite Radio Channel 168, streaming around the world at talkdavid.com. Our toll-free number if you want to rap, if you want to talk, if you want to uh, interact with us at any time during the show, one 800 548 We welcome aboard uh, the 12 million subscribers to XM Satellite Radio. That absolutely rocks. We are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. 21 years. We are celebrating right now 21 years in talk radio, helping you to overcome blocks, helping you to accomplish the most important goals in life. And one of the themes of the show is, and this is what I want you to know, that's so important to me at any given time in life, gang, you can turn it all around. At any given time in life, you can lose that weight, make the money that you desire, need, deserve. You can find that deep spiritual path. You can recreate love relationship or find a new relationship that's extremely meaningful. You can create the new career. Whatever, at any given time in life, you can turn it around. And maybe you tuned in today to hear that. Maybe that's the only reason you tuned in today. Maybe you just need that little shot in your arm that says, you know what, he's right. Because I am right. <laughs> Damn it. I am right. I am, though. I'm, I'm serious. I am right. At any given time, we can, any of us, all of us, let's hope, because we're collectively together putting our energy in here on this show every weekend, you and I deserve and desire to get what we want out of life. And speaking of that, do you know what? Our new book, we are going to start giving it out for free in a week. We're in The Power of Focus is the name of our new book. How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. It's a brand new book. We're going to be giving it away in one week. We're get, For a limited time, we're going to give away, give away, and give away. And I'm excited to be able to do that with you and for you. 1-800-548-8255. Uh, coming up in just a couple minutes, we've got Renee Bledsoe. She's the author of 101 Ways to Raise Your Vibration. And we had Reverend Renee on the show before, and we talked about your power animals. If you want to talk to her one-on-one and find out what are the messages that different animals in the world are bringing to you. Like, have you ever walked into someone's office or their house and you see, like, little little um, uh, dragonflies all over the place? Like, they just love dragonflies. Or someone else might be a butterfly. Or someone else might be a sloth. Or someone else might be a... Uh, a koala bear or a giraffe. I remember the last, I think it was the last time we had a Renee on that someone called in and just loves giraffes. I think there was a, a call about that. Or maybe it's whales or dogs or cats. Like you just can't get enough of them. Well, what does that mean? What message does that type of an animal kind of bring to you? If you call Renee, you can get in the lineup right now, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Five four eight eight two five five. You can ask Renee, like, what does she think that this that you've seen turtles? Like the last week, you've seen tons of turtles or tons of snakes or tons of something. Or why is it that you know you just have to adopt dogs all the time? Like, what's the message of the dog? Or maybe you love wolves or wolverines, whatever it might be. And it's then like there's no animal that's too bizarre, right? You might like something, maybe you like caterpillars, for God's sake. I don't know, but um, and I'm sure there's deep meaning to that. But you can talk to Renee right now on the phone, give a call, 
get in the lineup and uh, and figure out what does that mean, right? What does it mean that I just love this type of animal? Squirrels, hawk. I've I've got some a hawk story. I'm going to go over with you. I have a dragonfly story. I'm going to go over with you, and I want you to feel comfortable in talking to Renee and saying, "What could this mean? Like, what the heck does it mean that I really, really love?" X, whatever those kind of animals are, 1-800-548-8255. We'll be uh, talking to Renee in just a moment. Later on in the show, Christina Carlisle is going to come on, um, author of the book Mind Right, Body Tight, talking about the importance of the mindset for long-term weight loss. And she's got a story, too, that's kind of mind-blowing about a nine-year-old client that she had uh, who was bulimic, like that's just so sad, isn't it? And it's just incredible to think that at nine years old, that little girls or little boys possibly could be bulimic, which means that they vomit up after eating so that they don't gain weight, right? Wow. So we'll be talking to Christina a little later on in the program. And uh, if you want to call right now, you can talk to myself. You can talk to Renee Bledsoe, one 800 548-8255. So my guest, Renee Bledsoe, author of the book, 101 Ways to Raise Your Vibration, Finding Your Power Animals in Life is today's topic. She's the founder of AddictionAlchemy.com, which is addiction recovery based in a very unique way. She's created this program that is just incredible. You can visit AddictionAlchemy.com to find out more about that. She's involved with so many very cool things in the world of personal growth. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hey, yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you remember the first time that you experienced an animal of some kind? And I want to know what, what the animal was with that. You were re- that you realized Renee, that there had to be a message behind it and you knew what the message was. Do you remember the first time for you? Oh gosh. You know, I don't really remember the first time. But I can tell you the first animal, or it's actually an insect, that I knew meant something super power, super natural, something super to me. And it was actually prior to me actually totally understanding that I really did have such an affinity to read the energy of animals and to work with the energy of animals and that animal is um, a dragonfly, <clears throat> and the way that I it came to me was uh, I was forty four years old, and um, I'm sort of dating myself. wasn't that long ago though, um, <laughs> and um, I wanted to get a tattoo, and I had never had a tattoo in my life. And um, I made myself wait a year, and I said, "Okay, if you still want it, you know, you could have it next year for your birthday." And so. I did not forget, and I have a dragonfly tattoo, and it it has a great meaning for me. It's not really where anybody can see it, but it has um, a message for me, a very deep message, and it's in a very specific place for that message. And so I came to know a whole lot about the energy of that animal and what it meant to me on a really, really, really deep level, besides just like looking up the energy of an animal and and intellectually tapping in. I mean, this is a real totem for me. And, you know, that might be one thing, if we're waiting for some calls, that we could talk about the difference between a power animal, a spiritual ally, and a totem. Um, Because a totem is way more meaningful 
and way more something that's like a lifelong friend, if you will, than a power animal is like a power tool. You know, you might play through several power animals in your life's journey. So, Right, right. Well, Renee, let's, let's do this. Let's go to Josh in Idaho talking about power animals. So if you have an animal that you always are running into or you have a high affinity to and you're not quite sure why, call us right now, one 800 548 8255. You can talk to Renee Bledsoe, and she might be able to help you figure out why it is that you're so attracted to that kind of animal. Josh, welcome to the show. You're on with David Essel and Renee Bledsoe. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. What, what's hey your guys. question there, Josh? Well, I'm, uh, I don't want to stop. Me and cats get along very, very well. I can, uh, uh, I used to always own cats, even stray cats. Most of them, I can get them to come to me very, fairly, fairly easy. Now I was wondering what it is, and it's just, I really, really enjoy cats. I'm not obsessed by anything, but I really, really enjoy the company of cats, so just forgot to ask. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, okay. Renee. Okay, so um, you're speaking about a domesticated, like a house cat, right? Domesticated or stray, either one. Uh, well, I, I get right, a whole but, the but a, um, not like a big cat, um, a small cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're talking, yeah, we're talking little cats, we're not talking big cats. Okay, so. well, it, ma- it matters because, um, it matters because the domesticated animals, the animals that have chosen to live amongst us and to sort of, um, mix in with us and sort of take on more of the human quality would, would indicate a very high level of, especially if you're able to communicate with them, a very high level for you of integrating of the cat energy, which is um, I see the cat energy as being very tied to um, sort of like the, the Buddha nature, um, a very self-contained person, um, someone that can have um, a lot of um, serenity and peace in their life and the ability to go within and sort of entertain yourself and um, a real... A, a real ability to go within, and um, a strong point sometimes can be the ability to meditate, the ability to be calm, and I can guarantee you if cats are, will come to you, that you must be matching their, uh, their alpha state, because cats, their natural state is alpha, and which means a relaxed, daydreaming, sort of calm state. Is that true? Is that how you are? Well, actually, I'm a pretty hyperactive guy. I got a lot of energy, but there's just something when I can look at cat, even a stray cat in their eye, and I can present my hand a certain way. I can, I can tell they're looking and they, they feel relaxed. So maybe that's where you're more what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, Josh, let me ask you a question. R- Renee had said a couple things. She said um, about being self-contained and the ability to go within. Do you feel like within your world that you're pretty self-contained, that you're, even if you're high energy, do you feel pretty at peace with yourself? Oh, absolutely. I, I work for myself and everything. I'm, I'm in control of a, a lot of stuff to a certain degree, obviously. So in that sense, I, yeah. I guess it would make sense, yes. So. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. That makes total sense. Hey, Josh, I want to thank you so much for calling in. It was nice to talk with you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. If you want to talk to Renee Bledsoe about animals, there's, is there a certain animal that you have affinity to and you don't know why? You're always, whenever you see one, it, maybe it brings this great feeling to you or, or you recognize them around you on a regular basis. 
888-528-8255. Let's go to John in Maryland. You're on with David Essel and Renee Bledsoe. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hi, John. Good. I I have, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's stalked, or, but uh, I always considered a totem a great blue heron. It seems to me that they follow me around. I mean, I've literally had them follow me around. Uh, something always brought me good luck and never really read into it, didn't know what kind of what it meant. <laughs> oh, that's actually one of my favorite totems, one of my favorite power animals. It's actually one of mine as well. Um and I happen, actually happen to be from Maryland, so they followed me to Florida. They're very common here in Florida as well. Um, a water bird, of course, means that there's a great association with the ability to um, work with emotions and bring yourself up um, mentally through thought. Um, the blue heron is also very much about... Um, being a little bit of a different kind of person. Oh, yeah. Um, a unique personality. Um, in oh, fact, that's definitely. probably, okay, that's probably its main, um, energy is that this is, if you're really connecting with Blue Heron, you're probably someone that is, people think of you as being different. Not necessarily, not, not wrong or bad, but just, that's a different kind of a person. They see the world in a different way. They connect with the world in a different way. And so it's very, it's a totem that actually brings you a lot of energy to accept yourself and to um, work with the beauty of your own differences. Well, let me ask you this. Is it wrong to get a tattoo of your totem? Well, I don't think so, since I just told a story about how I did. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but I just did I, I I mean years ago I got a tattoo of my totem a uh, one of my totems and it um very meaningful to me very and it it gives me power that is what a power animal does it's a powerful energy that's in your psyche that brings like programming to you um and you think on it it's there looking at pictures of it seeing it in the wild actually being in the presence of it are all ways to remind yourself of what's within you. So it's very hey, John. John, let me ask you a question. Um, Renee was talking about, you know, that, that you are a different person. How do you consider yourself a different type of individual? Well, uh, I would say I'm a great predictor of trends way before they happen, and I definitely am an out-of-the-box thinker, and I always see things the complete opposite of what everybody else does. And then later everyone's like, oh, wow, they, you said that three years ago. You know, wow, if right. only I listened to you then, that kind of stuff. Very cool. Right. Very cool. Right. Well, That's hey, John, I, I want to... Yeah, that that is that. This is an awesome call. Two two in a row, a hundred percent. John, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Hey, thank you. Okay, one eight hundred. We're going to go to a, a quick break here. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. If you'd like to talk to Renee Bledsoe about animals that you're attracted to, we had Josh from Idaho talking about cats. Dead on. As he is a highly self-contained person, he works for himself, by himself. And then John just talked about the great blue heron, which is an interesting one to me. I had no idea about that one, uh, about being a unique thinker, and he's a, a great predictor. So if there's some kind of an animal that you think, or an insect, as Renee said earlier, that you look at and you go, wow, I just really, really like that animal. 
or I see them regularly, or if I could be an animal, I would be this, right? That's always a cool game to play with yourself. I would be this eagle. I would be an osprey. I would be a big black panther. 1-800-548-8255. You get a chance to talk to Renee Bledsoe. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we rock across the USA. All positive talk, baby. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Positive talk radio every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box with you, 1-800-548-8255. We've just got a couple minutes left, about a minute and a half left with uh, Renee Bledsoe. Her website, if you want more information on Renee, of course, author of the book, 101 Ways to Raise Your Vibration, uh, addictionalchemy.com, addictionalchemy.com. You can check out, email Renee, ask her questions, etc. Renee, the other day, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a true story. The other day, I'm in, I'm in my, my kitchen. I look out the window, and there is a hawk. And I, I get a lot of hawks in my life. And there's a hawk chasing a squirrel all around these trees, flying down, flying up. The squirrel is definitely screwing with this hawk. <laughs> the squirrel was teasing the damn hawk. Renee, we have a, a minute and 45 seconds. What does that mean? Some bare bones comparisons. But the hawk is very much about healing uh, healing of the heart, healing of belief systems, um, activating higher powers to help that happen, you know, obviously taking flight with the mental aspect being, you know, a bird of prey there. But it's also about going after what you want. And the squirrel, that's a, you know, animals do tell stories when they're playing together. So this is kind of cool that you notice this because um, the squirrel is all about being prepared, um, uh, gathering resources together, getting your house in order, your ducks in a row, but in a more playful manner, you know, mm-hmm. in, like squirrels are very serious about what they do, but, you know, the nuts that they lose and leave behind are what populate, you know, what create um, forests, you know, that mm-hmm. where the seeds that take root, that they forget where they store them and, and all right. kinds of things. So the squirrel is a reminder to remain playful, while this raptor energy is taking over and, you know, taking command and making things happen in your life, it's almost like a little bit of a little trickster, you know, to come in and bring in some play. But, but don't be fooled because squirrel is all about being prepared. Right. So it's, <laughs> right. not a flighty, it's not a flighty energy, you know. It right. by no means is it saying, oh, so all caution to the wind and everything would be hunky-dory. Not at all. But it yeah. is a reminder to to um, play. I, lo- Even I as love you're it. Honing in, mm-hmm. Renee. It's always great to have you on. Thanks for coming back, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Again, Renee's website, addictionalchemy.com. Check that out. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Be bold, be strong. Stay right there.
Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Grateful for every breath I take. I love that line. Damn, I love that line. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box with you. Broadcasting on XM Satellite Radio 168. Streaming around the world at talkdavid.com. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio family. And we welcome everyone aboard. Everyone aboard. Thanks for taking time out of your day to maybe get a lift. If you were adopted, I'm going to go into this topic in a couple minutes. If you were adopted, would you want to know... And at what age would you want to know? If you were adopted in life and you found out at 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever it might be, were you okay with it? Did you wish you would have found out earlier? 1-800-548-8255. I'm going to share a story uh, that uh, happened this week with a client that came in extremely still frustrated with her adopted parents who didn't tell her for a very, very long time, even though she asked over and over and over again uh, if she was adopted or not, and they refused to give her an answer. Very difficult. Now uh, in her, uh, I'm going to say late 40s, early 50s, still with a lot of resentments. Have you gone through that? Were you adopted yourself? When did you find out? Were you okay with it? If, If you weren't adopted, what would your guess be of the best age to tell a child? Or should you wait until the child asks you? What do you think about that? 1-800-548-8255. I bring this up because I really want to have this topic out on the air. Uh, When this woman came in and still has resentments uh, for not being told, this is, I know she's not the only one. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Big, big, big topic. What age is the best age to let one know? Do you wait until the child asks, or do you offer the information at 10 or 12 or 14? What do you think would be best for the child? 800-548-8255. Last week, we shared on the air about uh, a master mentor program that we have opened up to 12 people on an annual basis. I wanted to give you the information on that right now. If you're ready to achieve massive goals in your life, I mean really hit the jackpot, We have a program, and all you have to do is email us for the information. Just go to talkdavid.com, hit the Contact Us button, send us an email saying that you want information on the Master Mentor Program. Um, We take 12 people a year. I work with you personally twice a week via phone for 52 straight weeks to rock and roll your world. We accomplish some of the most outrageous goals. We've helped businesses, individuals overcome incredible challenges in life, find outrageous career paths, um, release addictions, release weight, create deep, deep love. It's a 52-week. It's highly committed. It's a high accountability program, and it really, really works. There's a lot of structure. There's a lot of fun. We have an absolute blast. So whatever it is, if you're serious about doing work for 12 months, 52 weeks with yours truly, (laughs) that is I, you and I together for 52 weeks, if you're really serious and you really want to accomplish some massive things. And let me tell you something. When I've gone to the next level in my life, this is what I've done. I've worked with people on an annual basis to make huge changes. Just go to, it's the Master Mentor Program. Just go to talkdavid.com and uh, look for the Contact Us button. 
send us an email saying you want more information on the Master Mentor Program, and we will get it out to you. And we only take 12 people because it is such a highly involved program, and I would love to help you rock your world. 1-800-548-8255. So the client comes in this week, and like I said, she's in her late 40s, early 50s, still angry at her parents. Uh because she wasn't told she was adopted until she was 21. Now, the reason the parents said that was because they didn't want to upset her, upset her during school. They wanted her to get out of college. They had all these kind of reasons, right, about why they wouldn't tell her the absolute truth, why they were so evasive until she was 21. When she was 21, she graduated from college. They told her everything. Would you want to know at what age that you were adopted? At what age do you think it's right? What age do you think it would be appropriate to tell a child? Because she came in asking me these questions this week. Or should the parents wait until the child asks? Should it be 10, 12, 15? What if a child asks at 6 or 7 or 8? Do we let a child know then that, yes, they're, you're adopted, and then what? If you were adopted, when did you find out? How did you handle it? How did you react to it? Was there a lot of stress in the family after the fact? Was it a freeing experience? Was it a, a tumultuous experience as it is for many children when they find that out, right? Is there a specific age that you think would be um, the most comfortable age, comfortable meaning that the child can handle it the best possible way emotionally? Would it be 10 or 12 or 15? What are your thoughts on this? As I sat and spoke to this client, and you could just see still, 20-something years later, her frustration was through the roof, and she hasn't been able to let it go, which is why we're working together. And I bring this up to you because I know that she's not the only one by far that's had to deal with this incredible stressor. And, and the parents, the, uh, the surrogate parents, we shall call them, doing the best they can. And they made the best decision they could. They made the best choice with what they had at their time, right? They made the very best decision they could. They thought they were doing the right thing. But were they? one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. It's really troublesome to me, anyway, when I work with adults that have huge anger and resentment issues against their parents when they were adopted for not telling them the truth sooner. Because, like I said, this woman now, she's with us, she's working with us, she's going to be great, she's going to be fine, she's going to actually be better than fine, but she's got to get through the resentment. And let me share this with you. If you're in her situation, if you still, if you, you may be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, if you have any resentment whatsoever that your adoptive parents did not tell you the truth when you asked them over and over, please work with someone to release the resentment because it is destroying you. It might also be hurting your adoptive parents, but it is totally destroying your energy, your creativity. When this poor woman came in and sat down and within minutes was just irate 
And I thought, oh, my Lord, she has carried this for 20, what, five, six, seven years. And it's still destroying her energy, her creativity, and her peace of mind. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like incredible how damaging the resentment is. 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Steve in Florida. Steve, you're on with David Essel. Hey, how are you doing this evening? Good, Steve. What's your thoughts on this? Oh, brother, I uh, I was adopted, actually, and I was told ever since I can remember, and I never had any problems with it at all. I think mm-hmm. over time, as I got older and as I matured, I I accepted it for what it was, um, understood my mother did what she had to do at the time of uh, that she gave me up, and had no really hard feelings towards her at all, and uh, as far as being promote, you know, having like having trauma from it or anything like that, not at all. Steve, do you you don't remember like like did your did your adoptive parents tell you when you were six, eight, ten, twelve? Do you remember the conversation at all? Brother, that happened whenever I was so young. I, I mean, when I whenever I could start comprehending, I, I knew from the get go. As wow. far as far as back as I could remember, they always told me. They said. You were adopted. Your mother loved you so much. Uh, she is in a situation. She thought this was the best for you, and I and I just mm. accepted it. And mm. uh, as I got older, I, it was just a part of part of life for me. I mean, I just mm. understood it. It was no problem, no big deal. Yeah, Steve, did you ever want to meet or have you met your biological mom? Actually, I did. I met her in my early twenties. And how was that? Uh. It was uh, it was awkward. I had a uh, had a uh, half brother, half sister on that on that side of the family, and mm-hmm. uh, she had a hard time dealing with it. I uh, my half brother and half sister we got along fine, uh, but my mother, my biological mother, she she uh, she really it was tough for her. And, what uh, was it tough? Was it tough in the regards to the fact that she had guilt and she was emotional seeing you? I, I think so. I think yeah. so because she said she told me she said the only way I could deal with it is actually, and she said in my head I had to actually bury you as a as a baby and and yes. let that part of my life go. She said that's the only way I could deal with it, and she kept on at me about thinking I should be angry with her to the point where I had to, like, call her hands and stop. You know, this is... Wow. No, don't do this. Don't do this because I'm not angry with you. I can't be angry with you. You did what you had to do. So there's right. no problem with me, with you. Mm. Mm. And and have you have you kept in contact with her at all, Steve? Well, that was, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, not very much. Uh, every once in a while, I'll shoot her an email, and I get a couple of lines back. But after... That back in the now I'm 54 now, and mm-hmm. so that was quite a few years ago. Very little to no contact. So she wow. has her life; I have mine. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine with it. You're fine with it. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely I am. Mm. And what do you think about you know like like parents that trying to make the best decision they can, delaying telling the child, not wanting to talk about it, as with the client that I'm working with that I was sharing here on the air. What, what, what do you think about that, of, of the parents? They're doing the best they can. The adoptive parents are just, they're, they're making a decision saying, we don't want our child to know yet. 
What are your no, thoughts? I, I, I totally disagree. I think the earlier the better. As soon as they mm. can start comprehending, just start, let them know. Mm. They'll ask questions. They'll go and say, what does that mean? And they'll just have to explain it. Just say, your mommy and daddy was in a situation, and they wanted the best for you, and we were lucky enough to uh, be able to get you. And you yeah. make it a very positive experience. Wow. Well, That's it how sounds you deal like you... with a child. You just make it a positive experience for them because, yeah. because they loved you so much they wanted to take you home. And, and your mother loved you so much that she was in a situation, well, you know, and, and she loved you that much to let us raise you. Mm. And if you approach it in a very positive outlook like that, there's no reason you should have that, you know, have all this emotional issues or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Steve, I am so glad this worked out the way it did for you, and uh, yeah. and and I'll I'll hold your mom in in in, in positive thoughts too, your biological mom that that yeah. she can at some point maybe let it go and and be okay. I, I hope she can too. I really do. But I I highly recommend of all adopted parents is an awesome thing. Please mm. don't wait. Just tell them. Let them know as early as they can. Just let them know and just be very positive about it. And you'd be amazed how well your little girl, your little boy will handle it. Very Give nice. Steve, I, I, I so appreciate your story and you sharing it on the air with us. It was awesome. Oh, uh, Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. Okay. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. Did you go through that process? Do you know the right age, the correct age to tell a child? If you were adopted, do you have any resentments like the client I was sharing earlier? Are you cool with it? Have you met your biological mom or dad? And what was the relationship like? 1-800-548-8255. I I hope that this is going to be an opportunity to uh, bring some awareness. Steve just really opened it up in a beautiful way. Bring some awareness to this whole world of adoption of when to share, what to share. And then also importantly is that how to deal with it. If there are things to be dealt with, 1-800-548-8255. So nice to have you with us as we explore life and love, relationships, and so much more. After these messages, we continue with tons of great information helping you to make the best decisions in life. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Hey, gang, David Essel here with you. Give us a ring, anything that's on your mind, 1-800-548-8255. Also, I want to let you know that you can stay in touch with us 24-7. Like our page on Facebook, David Essel Alive. Our David Essel page on Facebook is totally filled out, sold out, but uh, we have a new page, David Essel Alive, just like that. Follow us on Twitter at David Essel. Email us during the show. I'm going to share some information that came in not too long ago. Email us during the show. Just go to talkdavid.com. Hit the Contact Us button, and uh, we'll get your emails for the show. Or call us, one 800 
888-548-8255. Okay, here's a touchy subject. So someone breaks up with you and you're really hurt and you're upset and you're frustrated and the person keeps calling you because they just want to be friends. So they're reaching out saying, hey, you know, if you want to go have coffee, if you want to go out to dinner, if you want to. And because they're the one that ended the relationship, they're fine with just being friends. But you're really hurting. You're really sad and you're wondering what to do. And every time you get a text or every time you get an email or you get a phone call from your former lover, it drives you deeper into your pain. And the question is, what should I do? And the answer is not an easy one, but it's the only way to go, gang. The very first thing we need to do in this situation is to send an email or a text to your former lover and say, I know you mean well, but please quit calling me, texting me, Facebooking me, emailing me, because I'm in too much pain. I need to heal. And your constant communication is hurting still. So please don't contact me. And then as about a month ago, when I was working with someone, the person emails back and says, oh, come on, get over it. We can still be friends and continue to contact them. The next move, and I know this sounds brutal, but it's not, and I'll tell you why, is to just block the person, block their calls, their texts, their emails, etc. And sometimes the person, as they did, sat there looking at me going, oh, my God, I could never do that. And the, my question is why? You need time to heal. You need time to be on your own. You don't need that person pestering you. They're fine. You're not. So you have to set the healthy boundary. But they said, well, what if they get upset with me? And that's where we go into codependent behavior. We have to learn at the end of a relationship, if you're not the one that cut it off, the other person cut it off, they still want to contact you, but it's too fresh for you, we need to learn to set the boundaries, gang, and say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to contact, have you contact me. I'm going to have to take you off of Facebook and everything else. Tell them what you're doing and then just do it. You know, just do it because this is the crucial thing about this. Setting a boundary allows you to heal. If you're allowing this person to constantly text you or email you or call you, the wound isn't having a chance to heal. And it might be brutal to think, oh, my God, but I depend on this person. You know, like I, I want them in my life, but you can't have them in your life. And if they're constantly contacting you, it's going to keep that wound wide open. You're going to have to do the most difficult thing, and that is to end the communication. Now, the good news is six months down the road or whatever it takes, you work with a minister, a coach, a therapist, a counselor, whatever, to help you heal from that relationship. Six down, months down the road, you might be able to open up the communication and, and contact them and say, okay, listen, I've taken the time. I've healed. I feel much better. I don't have resentments. If you want to say hi every once in a while, great. You might even say, I can get together with coffee. For you. I don't know how you're going to feel, right? But you have to judge that. But ladies and gentlemen, please don't set the precedence of you communicating with someone who's emailing you or calling you that ended the relationship. Don't set the precedence saying, well, I should really respond to them. No. If it's painful, the answer is no, don't respond. If it's uncomfortable, if it brings you back into those tears, if it does any of those kind of things, you're going to have to be honest with them, and you're going to have to be the one to set the boundary and to end the communication. Too many times I work with people who years down the road so wish they would have done this now, but they've waited too long, and the pain is still there. Think about it. Every Saturday, we are here 
covering the topics that have to do with moving ahead in life, being healthy, setting boundaries, and most importantly, accomplishing your goals. And I want to say this again, at any time in life, you can turn it around. But the the key word is you. You'll be the one that's going to have to set the goal, set the weekly steps, ask for help. Be bold, be strong, be powerful, be positive. We were going to be coming right back after a couple minutes here with more information to help radically change your life. I'm David Essel, 1-800-548-8255. Stay there.